Are you guys ready? Hi guys. I have some fun on here. your fucking dad. And welcome to the Totally Inappropriate Radio Show here on the Skyhawk After Dark Radio Network. With me, if you don't know who I am, and you've been living under a rock, and you just don't know anything about anything, I am the living legend herself, Kimber motherfucking Haven. What? No, no, what? Yeah. You know, you know, you girls, you girls make fun of me, but let me tell you something. I'm going to quote... We need a shorter cricket. <laughs> I'm going to quote a famous douchebag, Kid Rock. Of course you are. They say I'm cocky, and I say what? It ain't bragging, motherfucker, if you back it up. I'm just saying. So who do I got to my right? <sighs> the utterly annoyed with your, I don't know, oversized head, Lexus. Mm, which one? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> They're both pretty big. Oh, God. They're both huge. You're just adding to it now. Yeah. They're both huge. Wh- which big head do you want? <laughs> Take a pick. Jesus. <laughs> the only one that's good is the one below. The what line. the oh. fuck? <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> so who the fuck are you? I said I was Lexus. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention, though. That's how forgettable you are. Mm, okay. <laughs> we'll see how forgettable you are when you need something. Ouch. Who do you got to your right? Well, since we're, you know, talking shit, you have the thrice nominated for Transgender Erotica Awards, Raven Rocks, and that's just this year. Oh, listen to you. <laughs> mm. Wow. So, see, and you're talking about my head. She's only got one. Oh, my God. I say something one time and I have a huge head. Well, only one, though. You don't have the both. (laughs) Well, I don't know if you read that text I sent you, but I said something about uh, I'm trying to find a guy with a big dick. And I was like, yeah, you know, I can play with two big dicks. Um, You would play with like one and a half. Mm, you know, half <laughs> a dick I consider six inches. You don't rate that. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> okay, so uh, today's show is going to be a little bit different because we have a very special guest. We have uh, Lara Desiree, right? Mm-hmm. And she's from the Naked News where they do newscasting naked. Yep. It's pretty, you know, what else are you going to call it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Naked News is pretty, bam, what you see is what you get, kind of. You know, you, you, they make it simple for you. They're like, you want naked news? There you go. 
There's naked news. It's naked chicks telling you the news. And they stole it from Russian news. Those those women wear almost nothing when they do the news. And, you know, I didn't do a lot of research. That's got to suck because it's cold there. <laughs> I didn't do a lot of research into our guest, Laura Desiree, uh, primarily because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a condition I've dealt with most of my life, but it's manageable. See, I told you only the one below the belt line mattered. But actually, I have tons of questions to ask this woman because (laughs) there are, you know how my brain works. So there are tons of questions that I want to know the answers to in this particular profession. I cannot wait. I know. I know. (laughs) I'm sure you're on the edge of your fucking seat. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we're going to have her on in what, like 15 minutes or so? Yeah, going something on like 10, that. something, something like, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to know her and, and about her Nick news. So, uh, I think I kill, killed meatloaf. Wait, what? I made meat no, meatloaf the night he died. You, you wait, oh. what? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. We, we lost a ton of people. So, we've lost Bob Saget now. Bob Saget mm-hmm. dead. Louis Anderson did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm surprised Louis Anderson lived as I know, as right? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm the the guy was. Uh, she, I don't know how he lasted. I mean, so long. Meatloaf too, though. I yeah, mean, when you're named after Meatloaf, yeah. but <laughs> but Bob Saget. I mean, I come know. on, come on. I know. I feel like the old man in Roadhouse. You took Jimmy, and he was in better shape. <laughs> So you took Bob Saget. What the fuck? I can see Louis Anderson and Meatloaf and and Betty White. Come on, those are a given. Those and you know what? What sucks even further. I'm going to shit on your day. Mitch Uh-oh. McConnell is still around. Yes. Yeah, I know. So is Trump. So the AVNs are tonight. Oh, are they? Yeah, nobody gives a fuck. No. Yeah, no. I didn't even know they were tonight. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> I'm nominated. I'm nominated for cam artist. I'm not going to fucking win. AVN is so goddamn bought and paid for uh, uh, and it's so promish uh, oh, oh my it's God. pompous and uh i don't like the avians and, and and it's part of my job to be involved to some extent in them but whatever i, I mean I, you already know my history with the avians i've been kicked out of almost every avians that's ever been hold, held since i've been in this profession for almost a decade i, I get kicked out of almost you know every avians here's one thing i have to say it's no fun no fun whatsoever. Yeah, you I know. When I have fun, fun, I get kicked out. You want some fun? You go to FetishCon. TAs aren't bad. I've never been, so I can't. Yeah, I can't even advise. though you're nominated this year. <laughs> I know. I got your second big nomination. You're you're now AVN nominated director and you're a TEA nominated producer. Yeah. I bet there's groovy photographers that can't use that claim. And you got it. I don't even know how. <laughs> I, I, I like how you refer to them as groovy photographers instead of directors. <laughs> well, we've had that discussion. Fuck yeah. And I, I don't give a shit. I mean, if, if Radius Dark uh, has a problem with anything, I say, you know, well, well, that, that's the way it, cut, it goes. Uh, hold on. I, I got to blow a trumpet here. <laughs> oh, we need that as a soundbite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. You know, all our fans now heard me blow my nose. They're like, she's got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not in the room with well, you, so they I don't mean, have to worry. You you did hang out with me last night, and um, 
I spent the week in a hospital in another state, so... Hey, I'm immune to COVID because I'm such a heavy pot smoker. I'm just saying. <laughs> Evidence shows that uh, TAC prevents it from attaching to healthy cells and gives you a, a type of immunity. So not only am I vaccinated and boosted, I'm, I'm fucking filled with THC. I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm good, bro. You're an idiot. So which is worse, <laughs> a MAGA guy or a social influencer? Oh, God, that's a hard one. I know, right? <laughs> because in my opinion, influencers exist to ensure that their parents are not proud. <laughs> I mean, what you're like, what do you do for a living? Do you go to work every day, you know, pay your dues? I'm a social influencer. I get on social oh networks God. and look hot. And then companies tell me push their shut because or, I'm so hot. Or life coaches. Well, you know, at least life coaches have something reasonable to give they're giving advice a lot of people need advice to get back on track but influencer because some fucking company says wear my sunglasses because you're hot and everybody tunes into you because you're hot it's like well (sighs) apparently if you're a social influencer now you can get on the you know esteemed show big brother they're having you know because i'm stuck in a hotel room all this past week so i had to watch regular tv which sucks (laughs) You didn't but take your laptop with you? I did, but, you know, I would have the TV going in the background watching, like, South Park or something, and I saw a fucking commercial for, like, this new Big Brother show, and it's nothing but social influencers living. I, I don't I understand ha- how that's famous. I'm just, I can't, social influencers tend to have gigantic Kimber egos, and I couldn't Fuck imagine, you. like, I couldn't imagine, like, eight Kimbers in a house together. Oh my God, that'd be a lot hey. of hotness. Hey, there. you want some burn cream for that? <laughs> what? So, <sighs> Kanye, oh I, you know I gotta sigh every time I bring up his fucking oh, name because he's idiot. such a goddamn train wreck. I hate his music. I hate him as a human being. I fucking let me tell you. Kanye. Sometimes I turn on Pandora just so just turn it on, and his music will come on. I'll be like, no. Uh-uh. Negative. Don't want to so, listen to that shit. I think shit. the only one I like that he's ever done is that New York song, and that's basically because I'm from New York. I don't mind Gold Digger so much, but m- m- most of his music is shit. But anyway, Kanye just put out a new song where he disses Pete Davidson. I would say... For dating that- his... Ex-girl. Okay, I got to ask this question. It's midget versus stoner. (laughs) I got to ask this question. Why is Kim Kardashian attracted to people with mental issues? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a a good point. Wait, what what mental issues does Pete Davidson have? He goes off about it all the time. He's funny, On SNL. He's like fucking bipolar as shit. Okay. He's fucking psycho. I don't watch regular TV, so I don't watch SNL. He's not the kind of person you're like, I want a relationship with that guy. And, And, you know, Kanye... Kanye is like a really ugly black man who's only four feet tall. But his ego, he believes he's six feet tall. Because he's only a four foot tall midget. At least... uh, Oh, what's his name? He he always does the movies with The Rock. See, I... At least he's funny. I never put that together, but maybe it's because I'm not so in tune to an ego like you are. Ooh. Another what, burn. What? 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 what, what? <laughs> 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 I, 
Like I said, they say I'm cocky. What? Oh my god! I don't know. You know what? Another one we need a soundbite is rolling of the eyes. How do you fucking soundbite rolling of the eyes? We can do it. We can do it. So no, we just need a soundbite that says something like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" (laughs) So I'm going to tell you this quick little story before we call our guest. (sighs) We'll be here for 20 minutes, folks. I had a hard time falling asleep. I'm going to do <laughs> See, she's laughing because she knows the circumstances. So let me do the setup here. Okay. So I had tons of work to do. So when she went to bed, I didn't go with her because I had work to do. So I went b- to bed like, now how I like to fall asleep is I spoon her. I sleep on my right side. She rolls over to her right. I tuck my little leg under her leg and we spoon. You know, you got one in the, t- you know, L yeah. shape, one straight. You know how to spoon. So that's how I like to fall asleep. So I walk in there this morning. She's been sleeping in there for a few hours because I've been up late. And I look into the bed. She has migrated over to the middle of the bed <laughs> where I'm normally looking for me, obviously, in her sleep. And she's in spoon <laughs> position. She's got her little leg uh, That's funny. and her other leg straight. And she looks like she's spooning invisible me in the middle of the bed, which is cute. And I'm like, oh, she's not sleeping the way I like to fall asleep, but that's my bad. I came to bed late. You know, you snooze, you lose. So after my shower, I crawl into bed and I realize, I soon realize that because of her position of her little L leg in the spoon position, (laughs) I can't fit into the bed because she's in the middle. So the only way I can lay down is to put my leg over her leg and kind of like cuddle up to her while I'm sleeping. Now, I can't fall asleep. Because literally my nutsack is resting on her thigh. And I am having this major anxiety. Because all I keep thinking about is watching dogs sleep. And how they fucking kick the shit out of the air. And I'm thinking she's going to turn my testicles into nut butter. If she has a bad dream. If she even jumps in her sleep. I'm fucking done for, right? So I can't fall asleep. Because I'm too afraid that my wife. Whose fucking thigh is... It's like right between my legs. You, you know what helps for that? It's going to fuck up my nutsack. You know what helps? What? Not having a fucking potato sack sized nutsack. Huh? I don't have that issue. <laughs> well, luckily, when because I, I laid there in bed for like 30 minutes, I couldn't fall asleep because I was too worried about her crushing my nuts. And eventually she rolled over. I was like, thank fucking God. Now I can fucking fall asleep because she's not on ground zero or like resting right against it. I'm thinking, holy shit. If she has one bad dream, I'm fucking neutered. That's it for me. No more kids. Like I would want any anyway. I would have to do my, I, I would have to do some acrobatic shit to put my nuts on anybody. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you're aware uh, it's your girl, but Amy was attacked by woke tards again. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, this one's well, great. We'll have to talk about it. We only have two minutes before we have to call Desiree. <laughs> yeah, she was attacked by woke tards for her face she makes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, seeing it was racial, appro- a face. Making a face is racial appropriation. Are you talking about the one where she does kind of like the O face yes. and does the cross eyes? Yes. So what, is she stealing fucking Asian shit now because it's there's, anime? They're saying it's racial appropriation oh to make a face. God. These so people they have her. nothing better to do. I know, right? So they fucking attacked her for making a goddamn face. You can't even make a face without uh, infringing on somebody else's. Fuck you. 
Fuck you. All right, okay. I'll, I'll That's see. exactly how I feel. I'm so fucking tired of it. So I guess I'll shut up while you guys hook this up. Well, we you gotta, can keep talking. You got to talk to Laura Desiree here. We, we got to talk to our naked newscaster. We got to find out what that's all fucking about. I, 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 have, I do have so many questions. I actually do have so many fucking questions for this girl. All right. You ready to go? I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, I say this. that, but it's probably going to take like. Pumped. Pumped, bro. Whoop some ass. I'm pumped. We got this. There we go. Two ringy dingies. Uh-oh. Three ringy dingies. Ha 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 ha. Four ringy dingies. The right number, oh. right? We went over it twice. Yeah. Five ringy dingies. That's a lot of rings. What the fuck? I even sent her a text message. She didn't respond, but I sent a text message saying we were going to call right at 6.15. I even sent her a text message she didn't respond to. <laughs> All right. Uh, hmm. Oh, you still need... Oh. Hmm. All right. So what now? Well, uh, <laughs> our, our radio show producer should be contacting Erica. <laughs> with the issues. <laughs> That's what now. Yeah. But. So it's the right number. Yep. Well, I, I can't help that. Uh, I guess we try calling back again in like five, ten minutes or something. Maybe she's walking away to get away to a quiet place away from her naked newsroom <laughs> where all the shit's going down, you know. The naked news. I hope she's not like on the West Coast or something, and she's thinking we were going to call it six fifteen. Oh uh, well, that time. I said Eastern Standard Time every time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she says Eastern Standard. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I don't fucking know. Uh, so. Um, oh, we both know you don't know. Yeah. So I I forgot what this this face where you stick out your tongue across your eyes is called. I think it's like a gato or something. It's got a fucking stupid anime the thing loser is, nerd name. The thing is, like, I have seen that face on no less than 100,000 girls, and they're all white girls. So well, if they're going to go yeah. after Amy, they need to go after every single... Well, and, it's and stupid that, to go after them, but... That face was actually made famous by a white girl, that chick who sold her bathwater. Yes, yes. She's the one who mm-hmm. made that face famous. She's white as fuck. And she became famous for that face. She's the one who brought that face to the light. And then she's white. And then I don't understand how J- Japanese can claim a face. Like, hey, black people smile. You can't smile. That's racial appropriation. That's not true. Black people don't smile. What do they got to smile about? They got as bad as trannies. They got nothing to smile about. So, so. (laughs) We all fucked. As a kid, you know, everybody crossed their eyes because it was a joke. So were we being racially insensitive towards Asians when we were little kids? Are we racially insensitive because we watched anime as kids? It goes back to is every child that has ever taken a karate class. (laughs) 
appropriating yes that's a good asian example culture too. and they're racist because they wear a karate gi if we're dressed up like a japanese person if we're gonna go as far as cross-eyed is going down to your local asian restaurant getting dinner is that racial appropriation because you're eating their food which is hey, really yummy i'm gonna need you to stop eating tamales <laughs> so we oh, gotta, i ate the hell out of those you want to try laura again I'm ready for my ringy dingies. You want to see if she picks up this one? Maybe she realized what show she was on. Oh, jeez! And she's like, "Yeah, I'm going to skip this one." No, not with our listeners. Our listeners are fucked up. <laughs> but we have a lot of fucked up listeners. We do. I love our <laughs> fucked up listeners. Our our listeners are extremely fucked up, but it matches with us. It matches with us. Looks like honey's in there and tokens. In, we got our whole crowd. We got Trey. We got Nina in there tonight. We got Rodney, of course. Isn't this why we stopped having Try guests? Try it for that link. No, we tr- we stopped because we had shit for... Uh, Try what link? I just sent you a text. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you just sent you a text. Huh. We had shit for equipment and um, while well, we were moving. So that's why we stopped. We did have shitty equipment. Yeah. But our, our we had a shitty network. Ooh. There, one, there's your ringy dingy. One ringy dingy. Oh, it's oh, ringing faster. Ringy dingy. It's ringing faster Maybe now. Maybe she sent us a voicemail now. That's why it's ringing faster. She she totally realized what she had gotten herself into. Well, what's weird is it's right. It be, the last time it rang enough that normally a cell phone would pick up and send a voicemail, but it didn't. Well, I mean, hey. I'm I'm a patient bitch. I am. <laughs> but if I mean we can go and talk about topics and we can try to call her and How like long you want this to go on? 10 15 minutes. You but, can stop uh <laughs> But if she doesn't pick up on she's, the third try. She's about to get another text, so not for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you sick the pit bull on her? Yep. <laughs> Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, but you're our pit bull, so who's your pit bull? Erica Icon. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know how she is when she gets fucking pissed? We see it all the time in the red carpet every time I walk it. I love to see those stumps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. She gets so fucking pissed. But if, if she wasn't so fun to piss off, I wouldn't go beyond, above and beyond to do it. But it's just so much goddamn fun. So, I, this... This um, video popped up in my uh, YouTube. You know how you do YouTube roulette and it recommends yes, shit to you? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this video popped up and it's a movie scene from a movie I unfortunately watched. Oh God, I regret it. But It can't be worse than that Bill Cosby when you were telling us about, with the ballet shoes. Oh, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Because I forgot how cringeworthy this film was until I rewatched this scene. Okay, basically, it's the new Karate Kid. Okay. Now, the scene pops up with Jackie Chan fighting the (laughs) 12-year-olds. Oh, oh, that new Karate Kid. And it's fucking cringeworthy. I mean, I don't see how the director didn't have an issue with this. The kids are like 12. (laughs) And he literally beats the shit out of these poor little kids. And, okay, so these... Yeah, because at least in the original, they were like 17 years old. Yes, (laughs) exactly. And Mr. Miyagi's fighting like 
young adults. Yeah. But no, in this movie, Jaden's like 12 years old. Yeah. And his friends are 12 years old and they're chasing him. So Jackie Chan. Well, obviously if they're full, chasing him, they're yeah. not friends, but you know. A full grown martial arts master jumps in and literally beats the living fuck out of like six little uh, kids. No, I've never seen the movie, but oh I'm just imagining oh, in my head like, oh, wait, 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 like little kids flying through the air. Wait, wait, wait. Because I... I I, I was prepared for this. These are the kids. <laughs> I, I want Raven to see this. These are the actual little kids he beats up. So I want you to see. What's funny is he's the same size as yeah, them. Yeah, you see these little kids here? And this little kid? He beats up all of them. <laughs> now, now I'm going to show you this scene. Just where Raven understands how cringeworthy this is. Oh, oh that little kid. Oh. Oh, that little kid's gonna get fucked up by Jackie Chan. <laughs> Jackie Chan gonna fuck up his prepubescent ass. Oh. You punch a 12 year old? Now it's time to Jackie Chan to punch a bunch of 12 year olds. How dare you? Oh, he's about to get punched again. Here we go. Yeah, until Jackie Chan. I know, right? Until Jackie Chan shows up. I have a question. I'm gonna get to the part where Jackie Chan beats up the little kids because it's hilarious. He's had enough. I'll tell you when he's had enough. You know how the cry kid goes. So here we go. He's gonna beat the shit out of that 12 year old. Now he told him to go home after, you know, almost breaking his wrist, but that's okay, because he's about to lay the beat down on all these little fuckers. He's gonna send them back to school with a limp. But what 12 year old? Would show ass like that. Oh, shit. You don't kick Jackie Chan because you get beat up. <laughs> so I, I wanted to show Raven this because she's never actually seen it. How incredibly cringeworthy this is. So, well, that's why I never bothered to watch it. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. And their big thing isn't the crane kick. It's to take off your jacket. That's uh, the big move. You know, take off your speaking jacket. of remakes... Did you all know that they're making a remake of um, Bel- Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? However, oh, God. with a new spin. Yeah, it's a drama now. This time it's going to be dramatic. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Take something that was good, <laughs> change it so it's shitty, and then spit it back out. Yeah, that's an awesome idea. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now let's back up to take something that was good. I thought it was good. I liked watching you it know, when I was like 14. And so did I, but have you watched it recently? Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's not as good as you remember. Which one? <laughs> Fresh Prince. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it's like watching A-Team. You're, you have these memories of, man, that was a kick-ass show. Then you watch it again and go, God damn, was I retarded. Now, uh by the way, for all of our listeners, I would highly recommend this video on YouTube for everybody because I was laughing so hard. Because obviously, I'm not the only one that has noticed that Jackie Chan beats up a lot of kids in his movies. <laughs> a lot. So they actually made a YouTube video of him beating up a bunch of kids, cut it all together. And it's called, on YouTube, if you ever want to check it out, it's called Jackie Chan Hates Karate Kids. <laughs> and it's literally a video on YouTube. So I would suggest everybody types in Jackie Chan Hates Karate Kids on YouTube because it's literally a video of him beating the living shit out of little kids 
because of this stupid movie. And Jackie Chan, how do you say, how do you read that script and see the 12 year old show up on set and he doesn't go, whoa, 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 whoa now. <laughs> I don't want this name. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be known as uh, the, I kicked the living shit out of little kids. I'm okay. a karate master. Do I need to beat up on 12 year olds? I mean, it's just, it's so bad. <laughs> Trey's like, I never liked that Karate Kid movie. No shit. Who did? <laughs> Nobody that's, did. That, that's like finding someone who says, I really love the Mulan remake. <laughs> I mean, or, or I've the, never seen that either. I've never seen it either, but after Beauty and the Beast, they, they fucked that up royally. <laughs> Jesus. You notice they haven't done any in a while. So maybe they're learning. I, I, I was, uh, you know, the YouTube roulette. I'm addicted to YouTube. And something came up that I found absolutely fucking fascinating. There are a lot of things about space I didn't know. And I found them really interesting. I thought you girls might too. Uh, space suits. Okay. They're not just atmospheric. I was watching this astronaut, which works on the space station. He's describing things. He says, if you are up in space outside of the vessel and you are in the shade, it is minus 250 yeah, degrees. Yeah, I would ass- yes. assume yep. so. In the light, it's plus 250 uh-huh. degrees. Jesus. Because there, there's nothing preventing you from getting direct exposure to the sun. So it's literally you get all the radiation. Either minus 250 or plus 250. So the spacesuit itself is made to withstand that. Now, you have to be a particular size to be an astronaut because they only have a few spacesuits and you have to be able to fit them. They will not make you one because the cost of each spacesuit, and I kid you not, is $250 million. Which is why they only had a medium size for yes. one female. If you see two astronauts wearing spacesuits, that's a half a billion dollars yes. in suits. If you see four on a space station, that's a billion dollars in spacesuits. Now, Get this. The spacesuit weighs. Now, now, Raven, you can chime in on this because you were infantry. You wore 80 pounds on your fucking back and height. You know what that's like. The spacesuit weighs 300 pounds. Yeah, Jeez. but you're in zero or almost zero I, gravity. I, 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 yes, but they have to be able to walk around on land too yep. with 300 pounds. Plus, they walk ast- into the shuttle with it. When astronauts return to Earth, they have to be carried from the landing pod in their suit to a stretcher for transport because their muscles and bones have atrophied. Yep. So they cannot support their own weight plus the 300 pounds. They can't walk when they return. Wow. Now, so they have to put them on a stretcher. They have to carry them, put them on a stretcher, and then take them and remove them from the suit before they can get up under their own power. Now, here, here's something else I, I found was really, really interesting. The astronauts all say that space smells like burnt steak. <laughs> okay. That's weird. I know, right? Yeah. Now, I've They're all never, in agreement. I've never heard that, but I, I have heard that there is one nebula out there that they've been able to figure out what it's made of, and they said it's basically beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good nebula. but <laughs> That would fuck me up. Yeah, but the... the uh, Astronauts are like burnt steak, burnt meat, brimstone. That's what space smells like. Mm. I I could see that. I I totally could. 
So yeah, it's it, I, I was it's stupid, fascinating shit to me. So I went down a YouTube rabbit hole the other day. Uh oh. Well, it all started because as a child, I always heard a folk tale called La Llorona Loca. Oh Jesus fucking Christ with this Mexican shit again. So You're I obsessed with this bitch. I'm I'm Mexican. Okay. <laughs> so I watched the movie. However, their rendition of the story of the folktale was different than mine. So I looked her up. Then it started going into how it had similarities to an Aztec folk folktale. Then I looked up Aztecs. For a shitty movie. Yeah. This I never even finished watching the movie. That's because it's shitty. I only started it. It was compared to Ouija. <laughs> Ouija. Oh, that was a horrible yeah. movie. And we paid for that one. Uh, I mean, it got... Like, uh, whatever her name, Marina or whatever. Hey, Tawny Katang is in it. So. Got like 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nobody liked it. She's it was horrible. It she's, sorry, if she's you can worth, hear my stomach, I'm sorry. Now, if She's worth watching the movie just because of her. She's dead. I know she's dead, but that doesn't mean she wasn't <laughs> sexy. Are you fucking a necrophiliac or something? Yes. She's dead. Yes, I and love trust fucking me, dead girl, people. Tr- <laughs> trust me, girl, you didn't want to fuck her before she died anyway. She wasn't looking so... No, she, she didn't look good now, but she in would that flatten movie. The car. Well, of course she doesn't look good now. By, by the end of her life, it looked like she would have flattened that Jaguar if she had crawled on it. <laughs> I'm just saying, she was a big girl. So why aren't you into the fucking Chupa Cabra movie? Because I think it's stupid. I think oh, it's and so a fucking ghost stupid. nun isn't? It's, she's not a nun. She had kids. Whatever. I don't fucking know about those um, Mexican folktale hoobie-doobies. I don't fucking know. Hoobie-doobies? Yeah, I don't fucking know. Hocus pocus bullshit. Fucking Mexicans. All they do is oh my God. fucking splash you with THC juice and stuck and fucking put sage around your room and all with this weird witchcraft shit. Stuck in my hotel room watching regular TV. There's like 40 channels in the hotel room, but ain't shit on. So I'm stuck watching on the History Channel, Ancient Aliens. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I was, I was paying attention, and they reference... Uh, ancient alien theorists like once every like two to three minutes and they're like according to ancient you know alien theorists and it's like who are these motherfuckers did it, did it have that oh no the the episode they i remember the guy with the guy that has a yeah. hair that, that i'm not saying it was aliens but it's aliens yeah that guy he's he's such an idiot he has no <laughs> scientific degree or whatever he's just a conspiracy theorist he's such a fucking he just moron. stuck his finger in a light socket. so happy birthday raven Yes, happy yeah, birthday. Thank you. If you if the fans did not know, two days well, not actually four what, five. I'm Monday. horrible with it Monday. Was Monday. It's Monday. 17th. Is five days away? Five yes. days ago? Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm bad at math. So anyway, five days ago, Raven celebrated her birthday and became I uh, know why you're bringing this up. What? Because now I'm only one year younger than you. <laughs> no, but there is a particular <laughs> She's supposed to be calling us now time of year that you are one year older instead i got a hold of one year younger than than two years younger so happy birthday raven and welcome to the ripe old age of do you want to tell him i just said it 47 47 oh damn 47 bitch you ain't that far away (laughs) all right we 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 gonna call this girl now are we calling her or she She calling she's calling 
you. I don't know how all this technology works. Yeah, there it is. Who shared that? Nina. I bought <laughs> yes, my, that guy. I bought like... my son that t-shirt for Christmas one year. Okay, go ahead and call The guy him. that looks like he stuck his finger in an electric socket. And he has no scientific degree, no scientific knowledge whatsoever. He's just a dumb fuck they put on History Channel to talk about alien shit. They have no credibility. History Channel is the most unresearched fucking fuck show on TV. It's like the Maury show that pretends to be history. How do you wake up and do your hair like that? I know, right? He's, I, I think he's genius, though, because he has such an iconic look. Everybody oh, knows who the fuck finally ringing. And Ooh, it says user, user busy. Mm, that's not good. What the hell? That's not good. What does that fucking mean? Oh, let's try it again. All right, let's try it again. This is now try number four, if you're keeping track. <laughs> yep, it's it's ringing twice quickly. It's probably going to... Oh, wait, hello, wait, wait, wait. Oh, there's one right there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hi. All right, Laura. <laughs> All right, Laura Desiree on the line with us. So obviously, my first question is: What <laughs> bet did you right lose? What bet did you lose to get on our radio show? Who'd you piss <laughs> off? <laughs> uh, all of this came together beautifully. Actually, my producer at Naked News was like, "Laura, you've got to get on this show." So. Um, <laughs> on it well, i said yes i said absolutely all right i have so many Count fucking in. questions i have so many questions uh so many questions for you and as far as what this is and what you do so because i don't think i would do it justice could you explain to all our listeners what naked news is and what exactly it is that you do because i have so many follow-up questions for you of course um, I get this. I get this a lot when I say, "Hey, I I, I work for Naked News." Um, it's exactly what it sounds like, believe it or not. So, Naked News has been uh, sort of a legacy web series. It used to be on TV. I think we're still on some satellite channels and some some pay per view. But Naked News is exactly what it sounds like. It's the news told to you naked, and we cover everything from. Uh, main uh, international headlines to sports and entertainment. Uh, we used to do a lot more with the weather, but um, I feel like a lot of the, the climate issues have just rolled into our main headlines. But it's the news brought to you naked. So I start every day by telling you the news, but I will begin undressing as I'm going through the stories. So it's kind of exciting. I don't know if it really holds your attention uh, more to the story or more to the anchor, but it definitely keeps you watching. <laughs> so how much research goes into each news show? Uh, I, uh, that's all done by our team. So we've got our on-camera presenters. There's about 10 of us. Um, I like to call myself the lead. <laughs> I've been on the show for five years and I, I definitely handle a lot of the big news stories, um, but we have a whole writing team and the writing team will go through and decide what's best. I mean, I, I can say anything on this show, right? Yeah, oh, of yeah. course. 
Okay, well, the, the idea is that most of our audience has their dick in their hand, and so I don't, I, I don't want to uh, have you lose that opportunity as a listener. So, it's, you know, we're not doing major death stories. We're not just thinking about people underage. Okay. We're doing a lot of um, light, silly news, and sometimes, yeah, it's like the latest McDonald's fusion dish, but sometimes it is, you know, heavier hitting stuff like uh so do you do president biden shook hands with do you do like sad stuff like the house fire that killed four people or yeah how do you deliver that we news don't do naked okay. yeah we don't we don't we don't we don't do death it's uh it, we'll do like you know like crazy weather reports or a, a business deal gone bad but we okay. don't want to do anything yeah that'd probably be a bad somber. we don't do, yeah Okay, exactly. now, you, you mentioned that they have their dick in their hands, so I have a couple of follow-up questions for that. Do you find, uh, men, men have notoriously very short attention spans, uh, nanoseconds, almost specter, spectrum mental deficient. Do you find that men pay more attention Sorry, and man. actually learn about what's going on in the world if you include boobs? You know what? We have so many loyal viewers that will give us feedback specifically on the news stories that we're bringing. And so part of me says, yeah, they are really invested and they're listening to the content because there's boobs. I did uh, a whole feature on the supply chain issue and it got so much feedback from people that were questioning specific points in history where a certain cargo ship hadn't come into dock from uh, China to the LA ports. And they were so invested in this story that I told that I'm like, hold up. I thought that my tits had kind of blinded everything. And you guys were just here to tell me whether or not you wanted me to have pubic hair. Cause that's the big thing. That comes up. <laughs> I have I a question. I have a question for you, Laura. This yeah. is Alexis, by the way. Uh, how much hate Hi. mail do you get from females? Oh, Oh my gosh. I, I get a lot of emails um, from females saying that they watch it with their partner. Oh, okay. Um, I get more hate mail. If anything, the hate mail that I do get, it's not entirely male or female uh, senders. It's just like, it, it, it's a mix of both. And um, we do have our official Naked News inbox where thankfully none of those emails go directly to the on-camera <laughs> presenters there's a buffer in the middle we have a team that buffers that but of course we all run our own social medias as well so i'll see that shit and i go really you know i, I get called everything i'm six feet tall so a lot of the times they're like wow you got a, a post off somebody oh wow you know like uh, <laughs> they have an issue with me being, you know, this gigantic creature on screen. Oh, who oh have, we're, we're know, going to talk about that girl because, you know, I got a fellow giant. Girl. Got a fellow giant. I feel your girl. pain. <laughs> I, so now a very serious, before we move on though, because we're talking about it and it leads me on to a, actually a very serious question for you. I've mm -hmm. actually watched some of your interviews and you take them extremely serious and you approach the subject matter. I mean, you are naked, but you approach the interview and the subject matter very professionally and serious. Now, my question is, you indicated that you do cover actual serious news issues. Now, mm -hmm. do you find the presentation 
lowers the impact of the information? Well, this is a, 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 it's a very challenging reality when you're bringing a news story with an end goal, uh, uh, whether there's a, a touch of opinion or whether there's some insight that you want the viewer to experience. It is a bit of a challenge when you throw the distraction of nudity in there. Um, I can very happily say that, uh, you know, I write a lot of my own content for the show. Now, that's not what everyone does because we do have a writing team that aims to keep the attitude and the energy neutral. So without trying to convey a point, more like just telling you the news and keeping it light. But with my content that I write and create for the show, um, yeah, I mean, I've experimented with using less nudity in a way to maybe reward you for listening. And I'll throw a flash in as opposed to <laughs> for paying attention. On naked for the whole thing. You know, like I, I'm very much aware that, you know, attentions can be diverted very easily when you start to throw in nudity, even though I think nudity is no big deal. Yeah. Um, so I do think of that when I'm writing my stories or I'm, I'm going somewhere in an interview. It's funny. I do so many of them on Zoom these days that trying to keep my, the top of my head and my tits in a Zoom screen can be really challenging. So <laughs> if I want really brief some serious shit, I'll actually just dip my nipples out of the screen and keep just my face on the camera and, and ask the question to the guest. And I, that is all part of me masterfully trying to hold the attention one way or the other. Now, are you, do you ever come into a situation where you're, you're interviewing somebody or you're covering a serious story and you feel like you're not being taken seriously based on the fact that you are presenting this information while naked? Do, does it ever come to a problem where you're not considered a, you know, a serious source of news or, you know, a journalist or anybody worth, for example, if I went to a dentist and he was wearing a ripped up tank top and blue jeans, I would question whether he was a good dentist and whether I could trust his work. Are you worried that people will see just the visual and not take what you have as seriously as they should? Well, this is a major reality in our world because sex and seriousness or sexuality and a more serious tone, they're very challenging to come together because, you know, there's a vulnerability in enjoying sexuality. And so it's icky. It's icky to to be in that headspace and, and also have people take you seriously. And I do find that incredibly annoying. But, for example, uh, I covered the Toronto Film Festival years ago, and that is a very corporate experience. That is, you know, a major corporations and, and people from the news media who wear their clothes all the time are coming together to cover it. And um, I did, uh, I found a fun way of doing it. What I did was I wore a business suit, like a blazer, but I wore nothing under it. So I feel like I was fashionable and I was very easy to pop a titty out if I needed it. But yes, of course, I'll enter interview settings or I'll enter um, an event and I'll realize Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, we're going to battle today because nudity is going to be a real shocker for the tone of this experience. And so how am I going to make it comfortable? A lot of my job is making the other person I'm talking with comfortable with the fact that a naked person is in front of them. Now, I, I actually now, even though I said I didn't do my research early in the show, that's not entirely true. It was basically a joke. 
but because I did do some research, I watched a lot of interviews from Naked News. Now, a lot of the girls I wouldn't fucking listen to because they're like, oh my God, and this question is, why did I change my hair? Because I'm a girl and that's what we do. It's like, wow. And then I saw your <laughs> interviews and you took that shit seriously. You you were professional like a journalist should be during your interview. And it was empowering to see that, even though the presentation was you naked. Um, do you have a, a background in journalism? And is this something you're actually going to pursue mainstream? This is something I'm actually pursuing every moment of my day in the mainstream. I was raised by radio parents. So my father was a program director and still kind of, you know, he's in retirement now, but he still pops in and creates shows for radio in Toronto. So we were, as a household, constantly listening to how content was crafted in different formats, um, bringing you the news in a 20-second bite versus a 30-second bite. We watched a lot of media in my house growing up, and that became the the main thing that we we got, you know, jabbed about and, and brought us together as a family was, let's watch this movie. Like, I remember watching Network from such an early age and seeing Faye Dunaway being that cutthroat bitch. And I was like, I want to be that. I want to, I want to do that job. And to this day, I still need to revisit that movie to kind of find power again. I I would (laughs) say, I would say that when I watch your interviews, what I took away from it was that you came Mm. off as confident and powerful. You were, you were in control of the interview you led the interview where you wanted it to go and you dug for information without being too invasive when you needed to. I thought it was a very professionally done interview and I was watching these interviews. And then of course I would watch the other girls, which are obviously reading from scripts and doing so horribly, Yeah, but, yeah. but I was watching your interviews and I was actually taking what you had to say seriously, which was hilarious to me based on the presentation that I was actually listening to you instead of focusing on the, the spectacle. Now, before I go on with my questions, cause I do have tons of uh, for you. I'm so curious about so many things. I don't want to monopo- monopolize you uh, entirely. Raven, do you have any questions for Laura? Because I have tons. Well, I I did research, but I came up with some other things and something in particular I wanted to ask her about. I was going through YouTube and I came across a movie called Horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, they do tell. Yeah. What- what is this? It was, it was a, you know what? I'll let her tell it. I will never turn down a short film project that <laughs> excites me. This was a very ridiculous camp film that a bunch of my queer and sex worker friends in Toronto decided to put together as a little YouTube video. And it, it was, I played a zombie. It's uh, yes. ridiculous. I'm like lifting people <laughs> off counters and, there's a giant prosthetic tongue that's choking people out. I mean, it's ridiculous, but it was a day of work with a bunch of really fabulous friends of mine. And that's, that's what keeps my life exciting is that, you know, I'm, I'm curious to create art like so that. Which, and, uh, which and I love prefer, shit like that. Journalism or doing B movie acting. I would love to do journalism on B movie acting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could talk about that shit forever. I could talk about that shit forever. Well, look at you researching. Well, no, the reason it really caught my attention is because as I'm watching it, 
I'm like, that is totally something we would do. Yeah, yeah it is. And I, yeah. <laughs> you, she just dragged me in. And yes, yeah, she's got this prosthetic tongue that she's like jamming down the other girl's throat <laughs> and she's killing her. And it's so funny. And you know, you, you, you looked up some stuff that you saw of her. I looked up some stuff too. And then I found some stuff I totally, that's off subject of the news that I kind of want to ask her about because I'm just curious. Oh, I found some other stuff too. Okay, but she's got this clip on her Twitter. And guys, if you're listening, check out Laura Desiree's Twitter because she's got this clip of her using tassels. Oh, and I didn't see that. My tits do whatever they want. They don't take orders from me. And if I tried to do something else like that, it would probably come off my boob, hit me in the eye, take out my eye, and I'd have to wear an eye patch. But it'd probably be sexy. I'd be like a sexy Bond villain. But she has so much skill doing this shit, moving the tassels individually. So my question is, how the fuck do you learn a skill? Where do you learn a skill like that? Where do you just pick up being All able right. to spin your tits? They, well, so guess if that, that was the, the goal was to learn how to spin my tits. I was in New York City when I came here uh, to go to film school when I was 18. And uh, while I finished that program at a school called the New York Film Academy, I became so seduced by the world of burlesque. It's a huge scene in New York. So I enrolled for the New York School of Burlesque, where I actually got certified in tassel twirling, gloves peeling. Oh, oh, oh okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't dancing. just... You oh can't no! Throw that out without elaborating. <laughs> How, I I need a full description on what it's like to report to tassel twirling class. <laughs> I want to know what that class is like. Do you all just sit there with okay, your tits there out? Are, you learn every possible position that you can get momentum in twirling your titties, and it's a total <laughs> science. It comes down to how the the is anchored and weighted with the length of the tassel versus, you know, the little, the glitter that sits on the end. It's ridiculous, but I love that whole Las Vegas grind of like the 1950s where you've got these big titted women like Jenny Lee, the bazoom girl, just whipping her tits around. Like, I love that. And that was, that was, you know, a very teachable skill, believe it or not. It was like one day of getting all over the floor and then learning a lot of people learn by just bouncing in one spot and i think that's really lazy on a stage you should be able to just shoot the uh, shoulders back and forth you should be able to do it standing in a still position isolating the entire body except for those kicks that should that should be the way to do it i mean to me tassel twirling is like riding a unicycle or juggling is a skill that very few people have but it's mesmerizing when you see it it's you're like you're, you're thinking <laughs> yeah, to yourself totally. How the fuck did you spend so much time to get good at this weird, bizarre knit skill? But at the same time, I can't take my eyes off of it. I, I'm the same totally. way if I no, see I somebody know. juggling or doing a circus performance or, or those people that stretch and bend those uh, contortionists. It's a weird fucking skill, yeah. but it's mesmerizing it's when you see it. Yes, it's, it's something you don't Absolutely. see often. And especially nowadays, it's a lost art form. And the fact that I just saw you recently do it is kind of cool to me because I haven't seen it for a long time. Well, but to me, it, it, you know, it's very Matahari, okay? Because remember, Matahari used to do her little seductive dance and get info from the other side. So I like to think a lot of the time, the fact that I can do that, that's rather Matahari of me. Just look over here while I keep asking you these deep questions and get all the fucking good. 
Okay, and obviously, I got to bring this up. So, have you had to deal your entire adult life with the comparisons due to your appearance and your height to Brigitte Nielsen in her prime? <laughs> I get that so frequently. I figured. It's, it's almost a daily. Almost a daily. I, as soon as I, I started looking you up and I, I was looking at you, I'm like, holy shit. It's like this chick is reincarnated Bridget Nielsen from the fucking 80s. That's what it, it the, the, the well, height. You know what I love? What? Yeah. Most people, most people don't remember the name instantly. So I get to also be not just this exciting creature that looks like someone they think they remember. I get to name who they remember and bring that back into their reality, and they go, oh, my God, Brigitte Nielsen, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, un- that unfortunately, the younger generation remember her from Big Brother. You don't want to remember oh, that one. No, oh, no, yeah. not at all. Yeah, exactly. Fucking trying to hook up with Flava Flav. No, you don't want to, yeah. Right. I- I'm like Rocky Four, Red Sonia. <laughs> exactly. Are, oh, Rocky Four is a perfect <laughs> one because the hair and everything, she looks yeah. so yeah. Rocky Four. Yeah. It's a very powerful <laughs> totally. look. It's a very powerful look. I, yeah. I love the fact that she's running with the fact that she's a large woman and running with the power factor because that's what I do. I'm a fucking giant too. I wear a woman yeah. size 14. I'm a big bitch. <laughs> so, uh, so Laura, does Naked News, even though it does cover serious topics, would you consider Naked News to fall under the blanket of sex work? This one comes up all the time. Um, You know, a lot of the girls on my team don't consider it under the blanket of sex work. And I don't know if that's because they're afraid of being considered under the blanket of sex work. Um, I think it's a gray zone. Uh, A lot of us do run our own content pages outside of Naked News. You know, the whole OnlyFans revolution. A lot of us have our own content pages. And I do believe that that is considered sex work. I mean, you're selling your cyber sex work. You're selling sexuality. And in a way, we do kind of do that on Naked News. I mean, it's our naked bodies sometimes doing sexy things like attending a sex resort uh, somewhere in Jamaica and capturing a fun party. And it feels like, you know, that, that's, that's meant to be arousing. So yeah, in a way, yeah. Because I've seen cam, some cam is. girls go on cam and not do anything, not do any insertion or anything sexual, overtly right. sexual, but just simply dance or they're naked and they're performing cam naked and dancing and they don't go far further than that. So that's considered right. sex work. If you're camming yeah. and you're naked, that's considered sex work. But if you're, if you're naked and giving the news, um, I was just curious how the girl felt about that because it seems very similar in scope because you are selling sexuality. You're you're obviously selling the news with a very sexual twist. So I was just, it sounds to me right. like it would be considered sex work. Yeah, I say, I say uh, ladies, we need to just embrace and join that army because it is a reality and we are a part of it. It's not uh, a branch off of the, the main trunk itself. I mean, we're a part of it. And I think it's, it's a little delusional to think that we are so far from it that you're not a sex worker. I do consider myself a sex worker, being a part of both the stripping community and the cyber sex online work. Like, I absolutely consider myself part of that world. 
Okay, now, because you say you come from a very news-heavy family, I want to touch yeah. one of our good friends of the show and, and sponsors a lot of my mainstream movies that I, I direct is Pineapple Express. Are you familiar with them? Yeah. <clears throat> the, pineapple Support. Yeah, that's the, yeah, pine, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> Isn't Pineapple Express a movie? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. The, Are you the, smoking it right now? See, now they're going to pull their sponsorship from my films. But anyway, uh, the, the reason I bring them up is because obviously if our fans didn't know, pineapple support helps depression and suicide in the adult industry. However, what most people don't know is one of the most depressing jobs with a very high suicide rate is actual newscasters. Uh, they battle depression commonly because of the news because they it's like raven you and i get so in the news sometimes that we have to take a break because we're just getting into a dark place because we're watching oh yeah definitely so a lot of people have to walk away from the news at certain points because it gets so burdensome on them so how do you i mean if you're going to cover uh serious topics that have impact in this world how do you deal with this on a daily basis or if you become a journalist in mainstream how do you deal with this crushing, depressing information that you have to relay on a daily basis without it breaking you as a person? There are some days where I would go into the studio and just rely on a teleprompter, which obviously we all stand on the studio on the green screen and use a teleprompter. But there are some days where I don't actually go further and research these news stories. I just rely on the prompter, deliver the news, and know that no comment further than what's scripted will be provided. And those are days that I just don't look further. I let it be words, and I know that I can read the prompter and convey a message. And, of course, these are stories that aren't new to me. I mean, we're also not handling the darkest of dark news. But there are days that I have to tune out. And if I am going in to deliver you news, I'm just going to read the words. I'm not going to go in and get ready to prepare an entire debate or conversation around a news story uh, because I do that involuntarily every single day if I turn on my news. I can't help but absorb that shit. And then you put a pandemic in our world and, you know, the fear factor, the anxiety, everything is so heightened as is that, you know, we we become these sponges of bad news and and bad, uh, yeah. So, So I try to have I just shut that off. And if I have to read a script, then that's what I'm doing. I'm not working on building a comment beyond that. I mean, in 2022, I mean, there's not a whole lot of fluff for fluff pieces. I mean, it's, it's horrible. I've seen, you know, people like Don Lemon and Anderson Cooper break down Mm -hmm. emotionally on their shows from the, the story they're talking about because of how, it impacts our country. They love our country and so forth. I, I just, yeah. I mean, how do you find fluff pieces in a time where literally we got murder hornets? We've got repressing the fucking vote. We've got white supremacists. we got a pandemic. We is Volcanoes. Yeah, we've got we fucking climate change now. and massive tornadoes and floods. And how, how the fuck do you find fluff pieces in 2022 that aren't going to be extremely upsetting and be okay to deliver in an uphearted uh nude way how do you fucking find fluff pieces in 2022 
You know what? There have been some incredible revolutions in the art world, in what people are creatively doing with their time. So I always check and see what art is happening from around the world. And whether it's a fucking picture painted on a wall of Kim Kardashian having her period somewhere in Mexico, or whether it's, you know, a weird new dish that is uh, a, a huge popular hit in all the fast food restaurants of Japan. I try and find those because there has been some really strange and wonderful creativity in times like this that we've had over the last few years. So I will always go to the art world and be like, what has happened now that, you know, we are all kind of confined to our own minds? There has been some incredible advances in that regard. So I'll always lean to art and pop culture and say, hey, what's, what's going on? People are making things and putting them out there. But it is challenging. Yeah. I mean, and if I have to tell the story of the volcano, then you talk about just how hot it got and how desperate it was to just finally explode and put its insides out. Like, you know, like, and, and I almost came when so many people died. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, unfortunately, sometimes you're given the story, and I will look at it and say, these details, we got to change the details that we're including because this is gross or this is just too much. I want to keep people's throat game going. Like, believe it or not, like, there, there are there are ways of, of telling a story that keep it in a different tone. And, of course, I do find that that leaves things a little sugar-coated sometimes on our network. So, yeah, if I want my harder-hitting shit, then I would go to a different network. Now, you, you bring up a point that I'm going to come with a, a counter-counter on, that you made the mention uh, when we started the interview that most people that tune in have their dick in their hands, and you just made mention that you want them to keep stroking and so forth. So my follow-up question is how can any girl involved in naked news not consider themselves a sex worker? Yeah, this is my, my point. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, you have to know that if you were, if look, if all the women on our show, all the anchors on our show really saw the inbox of the mail that we get, you would see that a lot of it is, Viewers saying, hey, I really loved busting to that, you know, segment <laughs> uh, that so yeah, and so delivered. Like, that's the reality. That's the reality, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, you're tapping a male audience. You know how to work the male audience. It's just oh, I, I, simplistic. I've seen one of her burlesque uh, numbers, and she she knows how to work men. I'm sure. Don't we all? I mean, we do this for a living. We work for a living. Now, here's a question, though. Now, if you could do one of these two, knowing you're successful or that you will be successful your entire life, would you rather do naked news or would you rather do burlesque? Hmm. I would rather do naked news. I would rather do that pursuit (laughs) and that path. Look, I had an amazing time, almost 10 years, actually, almost 11 years of burlesque and traveling and being in clubs. And it's so much fun. But how the fuck does anyone get rich doing that at the rate that a lot of these you know, shows and experiences pay? I mean, you have to shell out a lot of that money yourself. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm happy to have that in my experience. And it has lent so much of what I can do with my body today. Let me tell you, walking into a room and knowing how to, you know, pull drama to the doorway you're standing in, that shit is major. Uh, defending a staircase like fucking, you know, Sunset Boulevard, that, that's, that's a skill. And you learn that in burlesque. But, um, 
to me, I am more of a vocal person. I, I find that I express myself even greater to satisfaction when I'm talking as opposed to just moving. And burlesque is a silent platform. You, these people aren't on stage talking, saying, aren't you ready for my kids to come out? So I like communicating. <laughs> I would be going with the path of, of naked news. I mean, bur- burlesque, you're pretty much on the unemployment line until Cher makes it in the movie, right? Oh, that's mean. That's mean. <laughs> I, I mean, come on now. So, uh, you, you do you ever cover the political climate in the country? You know, when when uh, a certain someone stepped into office, uh-huh. uh, you know, five years ago, we we had to be we had to be very careful because it gave us even more of an understanding of our viewership demographics when we did tell some stories, even something as simple as, uh, you know, Melania Trump making eyes at uh, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau or even alluding to that as a stupid storyline of the world. It upset our viewers so massively. You know, we became very much aware that we do have... uh, a very loud, right-leaning wow. uh, viewership. Yeah. See, and so that did affect, yeah. Us, well, us being trans, we don't really have that problem. Well, the, yeah, we're not welcome in their, <laughs> their club. Uh, the, the thing is, though, if... Okay, your goal, what you would really like is to be a mainstream journalist. Is this correct? The goal is, is, is I would like to have my own talk show. Okay. Now, are you afraid at any point? Because you know how sex workers, because we're all sex workers. So you know how we're treated, how we're kicked off of most sites because banks don't want to deal with it. Are you worried that what you're doing currently will come back to haunt you and prevent you from achieving your other goals? I used to really worry about that. But once you cross that line, which I have, I am publicly searchable as a naked person online. There's nothing hiding uh, my nudity when you search my name. And I'm going to be very real with, with both of you right now. Laura Desiree is my name. Laura Desiree, uh, my first and middle name of my actual identity. Um, this is something that I live with and my my nudity, my nakedness, my sexuality is going to run alongside my career simultaneously, even if I decide tomorrow that I don't want to be a naked person online anymore. So, yeah, I've definitely set myself up for more of a challenge than anyone else, you know, looking to make waves and make moves in the world of journalism and really being taken seriously. I kind of enjoy that. I think that there's a fun thrill to it in the whole idea of proving them wrong, you know, or, or, or meeting that battle head on. So, of course, it would be completely ignorant of me to say, what, what do you mean challenge? I'm not going to have that down the line. Yeah, I, I already experienced it. I get no's from people that I want to interview. Um, that, I, I get that all the time because, hey, we can't associate with a naked person. Yeah, so you're not taken seriously um, because of the format, which is limiting, obviously, right. especially to what you want to accomplish in your life. So I'm wondering, how are right. you going to yeah, I- deal with the negative stigma that's attached so prevalently to sex work? 
How are you going to escape that to break through the barrier of being respected in this field from people outside of sex work? Because the people in sex work know how hard we work. We uh, respect this as an actual job. But people outside of our industry do not take us seriously in any way. Um, And they don't want to hear what we have to say. And when you're conveying information like you, it's very important that people take you seriously because you're touching a very serious things. So how do you bridge a gap that's been there for so long to prevent you from achieving your ultimate goals? This is like that question right before they hand you the Miss Universe crown. Like, it's that impossible (laughs) fucking question to answer. But I love contemplating it. You know, my biggest point of interest in, in, in this pursuit of journalism is to explore sexuality. That's what I want to dive deeper into. I would like to bring conversations and investigations on sexuality to an audience, to my audience. So for me, I don't think that nudity or anything that I've done in in the sexual sense of things, I don't think that that necessarily cancels me out of legitimacy for what I truly want to do. I would love to have uh, educational, fun-filled conversations about sex and make it something more normal because I think a lot of us, spend so much of a lifetime resisting understanding our sexuality and that aspect of our identity. And that's where so much of our unique selves are unlocked. And so for me, I don't see it hurting my dreams and ambitions so much because these are the things I want to talk about. And for me, you know, hey, it shows a, a, a sort of bravery that, you know, you've done so many years of this as a naked person be okay with nudity you've got a comfort in your body this sounds like the kind of person that should be talking about sex how how tall is your father <laughs> six three <laughs> okay how tall is your mom <laughs> she was five eleven. Oh my god wow you come from <laughs> tall jeans okay so my yeah. question is because you're unusual like me being larger than most people because I always joke that I live in a world full of hobbits. You're not that tall. Even when I'm on set, you know, I have to be careful not to hurt my male co-stars. So have you found your height to be an impediment or an advantage? In, In the pursuit of leading a conversation it's been an advantage in any role of leadership it's been an advantage but you know if we're hanging out at the awards show after party and i'm chit-chatting with people i do sense that oh there's not as much of a relaxation that you'd get talking to someone at eye level i do notice that there is a bit of uh, oh uh, okay yeah here comes the skyscraper she's she's walking in (laughs) and it is a funny thing right like men in particular you can feel that they're either totally for it and they want to you know drool all over your shoes or they're like oh um let's just let's not let's not make the eye contact because it's belittling for me to have to look up at her and i have experienced that yeah if you're you're like me you hate expos because every photo that's ever taken of you at an expo is right up your fucking nose and it's the most unflattering picture ever because they're taking it from a low angle nobody looks good from a low angle and nobody's tall enough to get a decent picture of me fuck no, and I, that's why, if anything, I would pose for solo shots because the minute that I have to crane over to fit my <laughs> fucking face 
next to a group of people, I end up having this like, you know, long hunchback experience happening from my ear to my shoulder. And I don't want that. So I would rather stand alone if you're going to take my photo. Thank you very much. <laughs> so if, if uh, you, you talked about how you, you want to bring sexuality to the forefront, I personally think there's uh, room, as far as you say in a talk show host, we need a new Ruth Westheimer that's not a overweight 100-year-old mm-hmm. troll. Uh, somebody that you yeah, want to yeah. take sex advice from. Because uh, Ruth is telling me about sex, and I'm like, bitch, have you ever even been laid? Has anyone ever fucked you in willingly? The last, in the last 60 years. Yeah, it's like, and you're, it's like to me, a priest giving me marriage advice. Fuck you. You've never been right. married. You don't know shit about being married. So I don't want a, a fat 100-year-old right. troll tell me how to have better sex when I'm having a hard time believing she's ever even fucked in her entire life. So I think there's right. a big opening right. for somebody like Dr. Ruth where you would be like a, uh, a Dr. Phil or a Dr. Ruth about sexuality from somebody who's physically appealing and not absolutely yeah. Discuss- yeah. disgusting. But I think that that's, yeah, that's where, that's where we were in those years that Dr. Ruth was around as a culture when it came to talking about anything about sex. We needed it to be presented by an ancient grandma-like figure, because otherwise it was it was too stimulating, or perhaps people would question, "Why are you watching this? Are you watching this for pleasure or education?" <laughs> it had to be told by a, a sexless troll, because that was that was you know a fair delivery. I mean, you know, I, I just yeah, a sexless troll that used to be an Israeli sniper, and that's who's going to give me sex advice. Wow. <laughs> I don't, I don't fucking get it. So, so you, you talk about how you want to uh, bring sexuality to the forefront. Do you like boys, girls, or both? Both. Ah. I, I, the thing is like, for me, attraction goes uh, beyond a, a, a gen. Is there anything it's good like, about like, a man besides his dick? It's anything good about a man besides his dick. He does have some good um, self-deprecating humor at times. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, have you found, because I have personally, this I've run into this a few times, but have you found that men are extremely intimidated and put off by your size, making relationships difficult? I have not experienced that in my long-term relationships. I've experienced that in the one-offs of people that I meet at a party, at a night out. Um, I, I, I try not to give them more of my time if that's the vibe I'm getting from someone that's like, hey, they're going to be intimidated by this. Well, then we're not going to have an honest connection. We are not going to access each other the way that I'm looking to access someone and have them access me. That's just not going to happen because there's going to be a wall up where your masculinity is threatened because, what, I have a couple inches on you? Like, that to me is, that, that's not going to work. Now, I, I've had many circumstances where I was intimidating someone without meaning to, kind of like a black man, uh, how, you know, a lot yeah. of white people, I was intimidating without meaning to simply because of my appearance have you ever gone into a situation where, whether it be with other girls or whatever, where you could pick up on the fact that they're a bit of afraid of you 
uh, without any reason to be just because of what you look like and how big you are. Because I encounter that all the time. I have a lot of girls or guys that fear me just based on what I look like and not me as a person. Well, I, I enjoy having a very different look and putting my six feet of structure to work. Um, the thing is, is like I have very short hair in a, an industry where women have, you know, 30 pounds of extensions in their heads. I'm not the, the curvy girl that has the tiny waist and the giant ass. Like I'm very column like I could fucking hold up a building. Um, and so, yeah, I, I sometimes will walk into settings and I do realize that we are, we are different. And a lot of the women that I work with are quite similar in their body types and, you know, what, what they look like and how they present themselves. And I do feel it's not so much that they're making me feel that way, but I'm observing and going, wow, I'm, I'm quite different from them. Now, uh, just based on my own personal experience, I wanted to ask you this because I've been through it. When people see me or hear me, uh, what rubs off on them the most is my confidence. When I was watching your interviews, you carry yourself with extreme confidence. However, I know from personal experience that when you're different, and I'm not talking about being trans or gay or, but when you're different because you're large, it makes for mm-hmm. a rough school life. It makes for a rough yeah. period in school that destroys your self-esteem that it makes it very difficult for you to to develop the confidence you need to make it in life. So when you were going to mm-hmm. school because you're th- you're you're thin and you're really really tall, were you mercilessly picked on in school? And how did you overcome that to develop the confidence you carry yourself with? Are you ready for this? I'm I'm six feet tall, and I was six feet tall from the age of 12 onward. Wow. Uh, I have, I have an identical twin sister and here's the best part of all. Um, we're both the same height. We went to school together. We're 32. So if you do the math, we were in that worst point of school years when the twin towers went down. Ouch. So the amount of heckling from other students that would make paper airplanes and throw them in the hallways saying the Twin Towers. I'm not kidding. This was a very real era in my life. Wow. Um, So what did I do? Uh, This this is like the total like nerd to dream girl experience. I, I went to the drama studio. I went to drama and I started working things out for myself on stage and leading high school productions and really holding a spotlight and learning to be as visible and as big and larger than life as possible. And I mean, growing up, I was watching fucking, you know, Liza Minnelli and Cabaret and going, yeah, I want to be that. I want to do that. So it was about forcing myself to take up the space. And um, that's something that like, I think everyone needs to have an experience with if you're looking to build your self-confidence like you've got to just push yourself into it into some of these situations so for me it was stepping into the drama studio doors during those years of being called flat ass or you know twin towers or you know giants like all that shit i heard all of it and no one left uh, my town <laughs> no one no one left that neighborhood in toronto the one the kids i went to school with so you know 
it so, worked itself out. In was there ways. was there any happening or occurrence or point where you went from self hatred about that about yourself as a person to embracing it and seeing it as an advantage and beautiful? Was there a turning point for you as far as your own personal self esteem? Where you turned in, uh, turned what you were heckled for into a strength professionally. Was there some yeah, I, come I, to I, Jesus I, about yourself? For me, it was. This is so funny. It was. Um, I moved to New York to go to film school so young. Um, you know, moving to a city like New York at eighteen, it was going out with friends that were much older than me and wearing high heels and being celebrated walking through the doors of, of bars and clubs. And I remember going to uh, a lot of gay bars in Brooklyn. And let me tell you that applause, the applause that you get if you come in and you're loud and proud about yourself, you go, holy shit, this is powerful. Um, so it really was. It was nightlife in New York City that made me feel proud about the body I'm in. All right. All right. So... Because I, I have a dick and I was born <laughs> what biologically a, a man, <laughs> I, I do have some perverted male thoughts. So I, I, I'll delve into those as far as you said you had an identical twin sister. Yeah. Have you yeah, ever... identical. Have you ever had a sexual encounter that included her? Oh, my God. <laughs> comes up so often. Uh, you twins, of course. Not. Absolutely <laughs> not. I mean, I, I think it's so funny that this is worked into our fantasies as, you know, a potential. People are like, oh my God, did you guys ever, you know, do a, a, a three-way with someone? Like, have you guys ever, <laughs> have you ever been in an orgy together? No. We have shared apartments over the years, and I remember how uh, traumatizing it was even hearing if she had brought someone home. Like, we don't really want to hear or experience each other's <laughs> sexual expressions. Now, now, it's a little different. Like, we, we have those conversations. We'll talk about our sex lives. But, oh, my gosh, never, ever, ever would those things fuse or come together. I mean... If, honestly, if that's the kind of porn people are watching, I, I can understand how you see that as a potential. But as a twin, absolutely not. It's, it's not <laughs> no. on the table. It never would be. This, this just brought up something that just popped into my head. Oh, God. She does mm. naked news. Yeah. She has a twin sister. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, does your sister ever get mistaken for you when she's out in public and someone who watches naked news recognizes who they think is you? Oh, yeah. We look so she has we've done everything to look as different as possible <laughs> from each other. So she has long brown hair. But I will tell you, very early on, when I was first getting into burlesque here in New York, I remember she started dating a guy here and was like, we can't go to your shows together, Laura, because we have the same body and I haven't slept with him yet. But he would get uh to see more of you than he's seen of me. And we, we have the same body. Um, obviously, her mindset has changed completely. She's one of my biggest supports uh, in the world and loves what I do. In fact, she will help me film a lot of fun, sexy, smutty stuff for my, my fan pages. Um, she's a huge supporter of what I do. All right. So when you were younger, um, 
Did you ever, was there ever a time that you decided to pull off a con, you and your sister, and pretend to be the other? (laughs) (laughs) No. I know. You want want to hear that, like, you know, I I couldn't do this test, but she specialized in, you know, whatever. But no, never, ever, ever. We We didn't have the chance to do that because, believe it or not, around the age of 15, 16, we started dramatically changing our looks. Um, she has always had this very renaissance-like beauty where she really embraces the naturalness of life and has long hair that she doesn't dye anymore. So there's some grays. And I'm the complete opposite. I was piercing things in my face and wearing an insane <laughs> amount of makeup and, you know, shaving my head a couple times. It, it just, it, we've always really tried to be our own people and look completely different. But um, I mean, we, we, we're twins. We're identical <laughs> twins. You know, Erica sent us a good one here, Raven, because okay. we, we got a n- naked newscaster that happens to be a female who's six feet tall and an identical twin. The fucking questions right themselves. I know. You're not letting her, you know, answer anything else other than I, her. I have so many fucking questions <laughs> because she keeps adding on to it. You know, I find out she does the news naked and I find out she's six feet tall. Then I find out she's an identical twin. It's like it keeps building up. She, she keeps getting more interesting is what I'm saying. I mean, it's, She's so Can I just out say, of the that's box. The biggest compliment. That's the biggest compliment a person could ever pay me, and you just did it by saying I'm get, I get increasingly interesting. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's what like you're trying to compliment. win an award for being the most <laughs> unique individual. Out there. You're like, I'm a naked news. That's pretty unique. Well, I'm also six feet tall. I'm an identical twin. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've got more. <laughs> I've got more twists and turns. Don't worry. Well, uh, uh, we're going to wrap this up. But before we go, first of all, oh, my God, I have had so much fun on this. Yes. This is so interesting to me. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I love I love talking with both of you. This has been such a such a joy. Thank you. But before you leave, of course, we want you to plug mm. everything you want to plug. We got four hundred thousand listeners listening to you. So tell them where to find this unique person and what she does. You got to see the tassel <laughs> twirling, guys. It's it's mesmer. <laughs> I, I was stuck all watching right, it for like fifteen. Get your pens out, write this down. You can find me on every social media platform at Laura X Desiree. That's D E S I R E E. But of course, find me at my home base, Naked News. If you type my name into YouTube, you'll find mostly my space for work content, including my podcast, uh, Lift and Loaded, the Talk Naked podcast. I also host Cam Thorne's Happy Hour. So if you know that Cam platform, you can come check out the show Fridays from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, but yeah, type my name in and start that journey. I promise. It just keeps getting more interesting. I can't wait to meet you all. I mean, I, thank you so much for being on the show. I don't know if our, our listeners were entertained, but I sure the fuck was. I, I, I was having a great I time. I, <laughs> I could Thank tell you. you were, so I was Thank just you letting so you go on. Well, you know, I, 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 we've had, we've had a lot of guests on the show. I mean, she's the first on this new network, but we've had a lot of guests, but they, they haven't been as, you know, remotely interesting. As, oh. I mean, there, there's been some people we had to interview that there wasn't a lot too, but there's so many layers to 
to her. There's so many layers to Laura. Well, maybe just, we'll have to have her on again sometime. I would love to have her on again. <laughs> I'm sure that as soon as she gets off, I'll, I'll have 20 more questions <laughs> that pop into my head. I She's, can't. I can't wait to schedule our next our next uh, talk together. Uh, so please do let me know. I'm hopefully here hopefully she got all the height questions out of her <laughs> system because I mean at my height I I really have nothing to add. All right, everybody. That was Laura Desiree. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for being on. Yes. Thank you. All right. Bye, hon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Oh, that was fun. That was fun. I could tell you were having a ball. I was. I want to meet this bitch. (laughs) She looks just like Brigitte Nielsen. Well. I want to meet her. What is is the woman's (laughs) name? I'm... I got to look Fucking it up quick. Big Sexy is in the chat room. See, she remind, she has shorter hair, but what she reminded me of in the videos that I saw of her was um, Marie Fredrickson from the, from the 90s band Roxette. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's who she reminded yeah. me of. Yeah. Um, Lisa asked if we're going to watch the Avians. Fuck Avians. <laughs> she oh, says she's Jesus. probably gonna skip it. Fuck Avian. You know, I'm never gonna. You know, I learned years ago I would never win an Avian because I don't buy my awards. You know, I was thinking about Lisa on her on my way here today. Oh, really? Did you yeah. have a dream about her too? No, no. Um, you're you're talking about how you know we've got to do how you have to push out videos for hot movies and all that every. Yeah. We have almost enough. To give Lisa her own DVD. How many scenes do we have with her? She we ha- well, I, I, you probably don't want to use both scenes with me. I've done two or three with her. But you did a scene with her. Um, what's her name? Did a scene with her when we did Tranny House. Um, we did that big group scene of all the bad girl mafia girls on the bed, too. There you go. We, we have a DVD already. Well, well, uh, well we, I can't use the stuff from She Male Scares. I can't use those scenes. No, I did a scene with her in the hotel room one year. You yeah. did a, a hotel room scene. Mm-hmm. She did a scene with Skyra Hope. Mm-hmm. And she did the scene where we were all together that you may, that I just forgot about and just you brought up. That's four scenes right there. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, you know, I would have to get with her and film a tie-in like I did with you to tie in all the scenes together. I would have to come up with a concept. You didn't do that with Black Pipe. I was lazy. I need to get that <laughs> fucking release out. So, Marvel, there's a new Marvel series. It looks so horrible. I so saw, bad. I was looking at the 2022 uh, sci-fi movie um, trailers. And I saw one for the new... Um, Oh, what is the guy who does all the magic? What is his name? I'm not as big of a fan as you are. I don't, Doctor Strange? Yes, there's a new like Doctor it. Strange movie about the multiverse coming out. And there's going to be an evil Doctor Strange. Like, I give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, Marvel is so awful now. I mean, they're, they're putting out... Okay. <sighs> See, Big Sexy says, party time, make that damn DVD. So, I, I saw this preview for the new Marvel series. And it looks so, so bad. 
it is based on a character, which I'm sure you don't know because you're not a comic book nerd like I am. No, I'm not. But he's a very beloved, very popular character. He's not widely known, but among comic book fans, he's very, very popular. And he is Moon Knight. I have never heard of that. I didn't think you would have. But Moon Knight, um, yeah. They released the trailer and it's really bad. And Moon Knight himself what looks is his, really bad. What is his special power? He's crazy. Really? He he he's uh he has uh multiple personality disorder. Well shit, we know some some girls that could uh they could be a superhero. They could be a superhero then, yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's kind of like Batman if Batman had multiple personality disorder. So he's Batman and Robin at the same time. <laughs> kind of yeah <laughs> he, he's like five or six different people and they, they talk about it in how the, does that work into a special power though yeah well okay so <laughs> moon knight has like five or six personalities but it's kind of like the beast from m not m night Shyamalan, uh, Shyamalan's movie it he's got like five or six personalities but only one of them has powers oh god yeah yeah, so he has to tap that particular personality that has to be triggered for those powers to come out because it's only one of his many personalities. So it's that very does much, sound yeah. really lame. Yeah, uh, but you know, in the comic books, it works. But it's it looks so bad. The trailer looks so bad because <laughs> when they show what Moon Knight looks like in the series, it's just like Jesus Christ. Oh that token God. just shared a picture, I guess, of the comic. Yes, that's that's Moon Knight. Yes, that's what he looks like. He I, basically he's Batman in white with multiple personality disorder. That's what Moon Knight's all. No, about. I'm just I'm looking at this picture and the way they drew him, it's like he's got an 18 pack. <laughs> he's got his central abs, and then he's got you know. Don't, side abs too don't be all jelly pog oh fuck you <laughs> i see you constantly starve yourself i constantly starve myself i'm eating now because you want some more cushion for the pushing and now i i don't know what to do because i've always been thin even as a guy i wasn't thin i was jacked bro for you know being five foot five but uh I've, I've never had weight on me that wasn't muscle and I, I don't like this it's I like the attention I get but I don't like having any fat on my body I hate it I just attached what he looks like in the series what the fuck <laughs> he looks like a mummy that's what they, they made him look like that's moon knight from the new series that's why I was telling you it's so bad. It's so bad. And how cheap is that costume, really? I mean, he's got little CGI glowing eyes, but the rest of the costume, Jesus. It looks like a mummy. It's a mummy with a hood and glowy eyes. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. You know, hey, hey, Quigley. So, you know. Down you, under. I mean, I, I like the Megan the Stallion body type. Yes, but I've never had that body type, so it's just hard for me to accept it. 
Well, you were. Never, I, I recognize you mean when the you were attention. younger, you didn't have that body type. You weren't a girl either. <laughs> so, I mean, it's weird. I like the attention, but I'm just so afraid I'm going to get like, I'm so afraid I'm going to go to sleep looking like a pog and wake up one morning and just be fat like Wendy. I keep getting, uh, I keep trying to get uh, big sexy to come through town where I can suck his dick. Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> he hasn't taken me up on it yet. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying I'm working on that shit you know that that's pretty sad when a porn star offers to suck your dick and you he's got, married yeah, that's true I need to behave remember what was it he only what I never met him personally but you said something about uh-huh. he gets he gets like uh free passes or some shit or something for what I don't oh, know. I remember you mean he, with his wife. He, yeah. Yes. Or he could ask for a free yeah. pass or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just, you know, I like his voice. He's a good guy. I like his sense of humor. Right? I don't know. He, he'll he hit me up every once in a while like he did when he came in here. Hey, Raven, what's up? And I'm like, motherfucker, you never had me on the show. He says, I like blowjob. That's a far trip to get one. First of all, it's a Kimber Haven blowjob. That's a special blowjob. Oh, Jesus. Uh, is it not? You got one last, no, what two did nights you, ago. What did you get no, last, last night. night? What the hell did you get I last night? I got a blowjob last night. That was not just a blowjob. We, that we, was like an hour of nonstop sucking. He says he has an all-access free pass now. Oh, oh. no. That that's may not be I know, good. that worries me. Yeah, is that good <laughs> or is that bad? I mean, it's like... Hey, I'm a free man now. Yeah. That doesn't, you know, yeah. if you know somebody's married and they're like, I'm off the hook now, that doesn't bode well. That doesn't <laughs> sound good. That 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 sounds like there was some trouble in paradise. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, if he divorces her, at least he gets to divorce the Hobbit. You know, yes, you gave me an amazing blowjob, but how hard is it when it's only five inches? You tell me I'm not the best fucking cocksucker, period. No, I'm just saying uh-huh. it's harder for me to be the best fucking cocksucker period when I'm sucking eight and a half inches <laughs> as opposed to five. Well, hey, you I see- can't do the things to you that you do to me. You, you've seen me work on giant ones, too. I'm trying to work you up one that you can work on here soon. Mm. I have a bottomless throat. I've always had a bottomless throat. I'm known for that shit. Oh, good. He said she's just a very cool wife. Oh, well, my wife's very cool, too. <laughs> you know, all the other people in chat that like, so Kimber Haven offered to suck your dick and you won't take a drive? Wow. Okay, buddy. Now, I I don't want him to take a drive up here for me to just suck his dick. I was just saying to him, if you ever pass through my area, make a stop. Make a oh, stop. Jesus. Make a quick stop. It'll take 20 minutes out of your day at most. Send you, you know, on the road happy. You know, I'm a whore. Yes, you are. But when I get it out of my system, then I'm normal again, like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Well, every- You're just always a whore. <sighs> I like manly dudes. I like manly man. You, you want me to be manly? Well, that's a different thing that I like. Yeah. Come over here. I, 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 you know, I, I like, no, little fems, and I like manly <laughs> men. 
for different reasons. I like to do different stuff with both. I mean, I like to, you know, enforce and dominate my will. And for all you guys that don't know, she will not let me top her. It's not that I won't let you. You don't do it because you don't, you think I'd be checking my text messages because you're five inches and I'll rock with my butthole. Is it, is it a lie? No. Yeah. See? Just fucking finger me. I'll get the same thing. I told you I'd put a 12 inch <laughs> strap on on and you're yeah. like, no, it's not the same because you're not dominant enough. You, you, you're, you, you're not getting anything from that shit. It's for you. I don't want you to fuck me in the ass for me. I want you to be enjoying it. I too. let you fuck me in the ass for you. Well, for bullshit. You, bullshit. Really? Because the cream I can on go my for, dick. I can go for hours and never orgasm. The cream on my dick says it's not just for me. I'm just saying. <laughs> so I was, I was reminded of a movie that I used to absolutely love. And I rewatched it. And it's a good movie. And uh, it holds up. It's stupid fun. But goddamn, it's entertaining. And it came out in the, I think, late 80s or early 90s. But it starred a guy that used to be a thing. <laughs> he used to be a thing in my era, and now he's not a thing. Brian Bosworth. Oh, yeah. The Boz. I haven't heard that name in years. Raise your glasses to civilization. He, he wore the fucking douchey Ray-Bans, and he had a yes. crew uh, haircut. Well, in this movie, he sports a crew care haircut combined with a mullet. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's got the mullet crew cut. What's the movie? Stone Cold. Oh, God. If you have never watched I've this never fucking movie, it, watch that, it. It's that great. That sounds cheesy as fuck. Okay, this fucking movie is cheesy, but it's great. <laughs> because Brian Bosworth is, is basically like Cobra with bikers. Okay, Brian Bosworth <laughs> is, you know, the zombie squad kind of cop. He's big and buff, and he fucks people up, and you only bring him in as a secret weapon. He's got a pet iguana. I don't know why, but oh my God. he makes some milkshakes. It's a part of the plot. I don't know why. I don't even know why it's in there, but it's entertaining. So anyway, he, he has to go undercover as a biker and solve this biking crime. Well, I mean, I could see where he could pull off bikers. Yes, though. he makes a great biker. <laughs> so he shows up to their rally, and they're doing biker shit. Like having bare knuckle brawls and shit, okay, and motorcycle races, and he's got to prove himself that he's a badass biker. Where he gets taken in by the gang, so he has to go in there and bare knuckle fight everybody and kick oh, out. God. It's great! It is great! It is eighties make your dick hard action. It is up there with Roadhouse as far as fun. It is not a good movie, neither is Roadhouse, but God damn it was fun. And then Lance Henriksen. Do you know who Lance Henriksen is? The name sounds familiar. You should know who he is. He's Bishop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because torn in half. Yeah, that's alien. why I remember it, yeah. Yeah, because you're a big Aliens fan. But Lance Henriksen plays the bad guy, the evil biker, and he's fucking amazing. <laughs> he's so good at it. And he's, he makes such a, a evil son of a bitch bad guy. Stone Cold is fucking fun. If, you think that's where Steve Austin got his name from? <laughs> if you have like an hour and 20 minutes to kill and you just want to watch great 80s fucking Oh, now you got now you got a debate with Big Sexy. He's saying nowhere near Roadhouse. First of all, let okay, okay. I will take the gauntlet and I'll run with it. Let me tell you something. Okay? You don't have to tell me. Look at your screen. Roadhouse is about a tough guy who looks like a fucking flaming feather-haired faggot 
who's 110 pounds soaking wet, looks like he takes dick up his ass. Patrick Swayze is not a manly man, but you're talking Brian Bosworth. He looks like a fucking action star. Brian Bosworth walked in the door and said, I'm going to whoop your ass. I would go, oh shit, Brian Bosworth is going to whoop my ass. If Patrick Swayze walked through the door and said, I'm going to whoop your ass, I would laugh my fucking ass off. One, because he's dead and he couldn't do it. But two, because he's he's like a bitch. If you dyed his hair blonde, put some lipstick on, I'd probably fuck his ass. He's a pretty boy. Oh, thanks. I'm just saying. Even even the bad guy in Roadhouse knows how fucking femme pretty he is because he says, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. There's a reason he says that. Because Patrick Swayze looks like a bitch. And and who's the uh, who's the savior of the entire movie? Or, or who's who's the what is it, the misunderstood one? The one you're your your stupid ass theory. Oh, uh, I, uh, uh, Steve. Yes. <laughs> but I was on the break. Steve is the unsung hero of Roadhouse. Now, let me go into my theory, peeps. Steve, the guy who's originally oh, in Roadhouse, that gets fired because he's banging the hot chick in the storeroom, okay? Now, he is the unsung hero of the movie because he is the only good guy in that town. Because when he was fired, he didn't join Brad Wesley, and he didn't join the evil crew like all his, the other people did. Steve didn't even fuck the chick while he was working. He was actually a good employee. He did it off <laughs> the clock. Break. Yeah, I was on my break. He did it <laughs> off the clock. He tried to do good, and then when he gets fired, he just leaves. He doesn't cause a stink. He doesn't join the evil brigade of Brad Wesley to fuck up the town. No, Steve goes, collects his unemployment on his couch, and goes, well, God damn, I have to find another job. I knew job. this would get you going. <laughs> Steve, the only good guy that was fired by Patrick Swayze, the only guy that got fired that didn't cause problems. All the other guys joined the evil Legion of Doom with Brad Wesley to take on the town. Even Taint, even Taint, polar bear fell on him. (laughs) Poor little Taint. But, But Steve... He was on his break. He just got fired. Poor guy. I I feel bad for him. Yeah, he was on his break. Why the fuck did he have to be fired? There's drug deals going on and shit. What I never got is why they thought they needed a fucking monster truck. Monster trucks are cool in a straight line, but have you seen those things try to turn around? They need a football field. Okay, I'm going to counter back on Jeff here. He says, Uh good points, but Bosworth is as cheesy as it comes. I barely liked it back when it came out. He was really cheesy. Okay, first off. <laughs> if you like Patrick Swayze, you a bitch. You a dirty dancing fucking vagina hey, motherfucker. I liked him on Tu Wong Fu. It when Patrick Swayze was in Roadhouse, he was not considered the hot man. Why? Because no woman wants to fuck the faggot. Okay? He looked like a girly boy. They all want to fuck Sam Elliott. Why did they all go gaga over Sam Elliott? Because he carried himself like a fucking man. He was about the same size as Patrick Swayze, but Patrick Swayze comes off as a bottom bitch. Sam Elliott comes off as a real fucking man. Ain't nobody look at Patrick Swayze and think he's a top. Now, I think Sam Elliott's a fucking top, probably a damn good one. I hope he has a big dick because he's sexy. I was just about to say, the way he carries himself, he's probably hung like a horse. You know Patrick Swayze isn't. Come on. He wears he wears fucking skin-tight jeans. You didn't even see a bump. 
fucking mosquito dick. Oh my god. I saw a video the other day that you would Brian Bosworth has a big dick. You would have gone fucking nuts over. What? It was a black guy. Ooh, I'm already in. Who was at like these football like practices. But he it was like he looked like a professional athlete. But he's doing like the 50-yard dash that they make like the giant lineman dudes do. This dude comes off the line, and I swear to God, they had to do it in slow motion because this guy's fucking pants. He looked like he had a, it looked like he was smuggling a baby into the football stadium, and the baby was bouncing around <clears throat> as he was running. Big Sexy says, first, I never said I like Patrick Swayze. He was cheesy as hell, too. But all I'm saying is Roadhouse is a way better movie. Now, let me tell you. Okay, first off, I agree that Roadhouse is a better movie. Stone Cold, however, is a very fun movie. <laughs> now, if you're going to do an action movie with somebody beating the hell out of a bu- bunch of people, you don't hire Pee Wee Herman. And you don't hire the guy from Dirty Dancing to be a tough guy. I don't know. Maybe Don't it's- hire the ballerina dancing fucking singer that, that looks like he's been a mama's boy his whole fucking life to be in your action movie. You know what would have made Roadhouse even better? A little Brian Bosworth. Because Brian Bosworth <laughs> looks like he could whoop somebody's ass. I have never looked at Patrick Swayze and believed for one second, even when he was alive, that he could See, whoop anybody's but, ass. But it's just not believable. Mark Wahlberg is not a big guy. And he's in a lot of ass-kicking movies. He's your height, but he's built like you used to be. Patrick (laughs) Swayze looks like Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. (laughs) He's not Bruce Lee. He's just fucking anorexic. He's out there by the lake doing all his shit. I'm like, dude, do you weigh 100 pounds? What the fuck, man? Eat a sandwich. Eat a fucking sandwich. Brian Bosworth, I did not say that to. Brian Bosworth takes off his shirt in Stone Cold. I'm like, God damn, that's a man. Well, I mean, Sylvester Stallone back in the 80s before he got old and some of the 90s. He still looks like he Like Rambo, like, like like the first couple Rambos. I mean, he's not tall, but he's fucking jacked. Sylvester Stallone cracks me up, though. Because, you know, he's done all, he's made a whole living being a tough guy. Yeah, I mean, look. Now, this is typical. Now, Token puts a picture of the Chippendales. about that. This is typical Patrick Swayze hair. Oh, my God. That was not a wig. That is really how he wore his fucking hair. Now, you're going to have that guy be a tough guy? Now, hold on. You've told me many times. That you thought Kip Winger was sexy, and he had that same fucking hair. I don't hair. think Kip Winger could kick anybody's ass in a bar. Oh, he was too hairy. Why for me. is it that everybody in that movie looks like they could actually be in a fight except Patrick Swayze? <laughs> Literally, his whole group of bouncers and the bad guys look like rednecks that could whoop your fucking ass. <laughs> Even the guy that lets you squeeze his girlfriend's titty looks like a truck driver that could whoop your ass. The only person that doesn't look like he would last two fucking seconds in the double deuce is fucking little bitch boy who's standing there rocking his head to the music. Little bitch boy. Yeah. And then he wears a fucking karate yee, go pick up shit from the hardware store. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is that how you feel? Patrick Swayze's a ballerina, twinkle-toed fucking dancer that can sing. He's a talent. He was a talented guy, but he's not an action star. He's not tough. He doesn't make me feel in a movie like he could actually kick anyone's well, ass. I mean, he laid somebody out in drag. Now, despite what 
Jeff may think about Brian Bosworth. <laughs> There's no questioning because he was a fucking lineman. There's no questioning that he could fucking put a hurt down on another man. He's a big, tough, manly motherfucker. He is everything Patrick Swayze is not. And Sylvester Stallone cracks me up because he's made a whole living being this badass tough guy and he's like three feet tall. He's like a midget. He's your size. And thanks. I, I, I mean, but Rambo is Rambo really that tough when you find out that he's only like five, six. I mean, is that scary? Is Rambo now a badass? Is Cobra really that tough when a five foot six man tells you, I you the disease of the cure. <laughs> you get away you fucking midget <laughs> i mean how do you take that seriously it's See, like yeah you're you're such a tough little midget. i can tell you know you talk about how parallel our lives were and how it's so strange that we met it's probably a good thing we never met before we transitioned because I would have fucking hated you. <laughs> Most people do. Uh, <laughs> Jeff says, Kimber, we don't watch Roadhouse for any realism. Bosworth could beat some ass, but you put him in Swayze's role. Roadhouse would have sucked really hard. Now, another counter. The soundtrack would have been better if Brian Bosworth was in. I'll tell you why. Because they would have taken that fucking... Patrick Swayze <laughs> fucking song bullshit that he's like, I'll act in your film if you play my music. And, and so uh, it just takes me out of the movie. I'm, I'm sitting there watching the movie and all of a sudden the song plays in the background as Patrick Swayze. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, real manly Isn't tough that, guy. Uh, she's like the wind yeah, She's like the wind. You fucking <laughs> pussy. Get the fuck out of here. You're going to beat that guy's ass and then you're going to go over there on the mic and sing about that. She's like the wind. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just saying, the music soundtrack would have been better with Brian Bosworth because they would have put on some rock and roll instead of Patrick Swayze pussy juice music. You're it's like, Roadhouse. You're like fired up. It's Roadhouse. It shouldn't have pussy juice music <laughs> sung by Patrick Swayze. That's it like, should have ACDC and Metallica. First of all, if you have a Patrick Swayze song on your soundtrack, it is the equivalent of hiring Frank Stallone to write a song for your soundtrack. It's garbage. I wouldn't say that song was horrible. I, I won't say that I was particularly in love with and, it, but it wasn't a it was better than Eddie Murphy's fucking attempt at doing music. Roadhouse was great. But it wasn't great because of Patrick Swayze. It was great because of Sam Elliott and Jeff Healy. And what's really sad is Jeff Healy wasn't even a fucking actor. He's a real-life musician, and he was better than Patrick Swayze. I mean, Jesus Christ, get the fuck out of here, pussy boy. Get somebody tough in here. Well, you have two minutes, so you need to start wrapping <laughs> Token up. Token says, great show. I like the mix of interview and rants. Rants. Yeah, it's like we get Laura on the show and all of a sudden you're fired up. I'm just saying that Pat uh, that Roadhouse was a great movie. I'll watch it every time it's coming on, but Patrick <laughs> Swayze is not why it's great. It is because of Sam Elliott and it's because of Jeff Healy. Well, it was not Patrick Swayze. I'm going to have to go home now and rewatch Treasure Planet. Oh, yeah, we didn't get a whole lot at once. But we did make a cool video which we can't talk about because it's way too offensive to yeah. talk about this show. We went, whoa. I can't believe the video we made the other day. You, you guys will see it eventually when it hits our sites, but Jesus, it's inappropriate. Fuck. It's one of those that we can't put on sites because it'll get fucking pulled. 
I'll put it up. I'll make them take it down. <laughs> uh, we'll see how long that one goes up and stays <laughs> up. Um, that, that's, that's borderline rapey. Well, video. You, it's not rapey. When I'm so wet, I can put my dick yeah, between and, my legs and, I was, and fuck myself. I was getting into it. Yes, and you were. fucking really inappropriate. And you were countering me <laughs> getting inappropriate. And I'm like, holy shit. By the time we finished filming that video. I knew where you were so going with it. I'm not going to say I didn't have fun. It was fun kind of doing the whole. I, I wouldn't say it was role playing, but. It, it was fun. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was role playing. It was fun just talking that shit. The, the guys are going to love it because there's a real sense of realism about that video. It's, sense of, it's okay, guys. Before we go, um, she had me so turned on. I was leaking so badly that I I went to shift at one point and my thighs were together because I was on my knees and I was leaking so bad it actually made a fart noise. You hear it in the video. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, people. We hope yes. we entertained you, and we hope you learned a little bit about the naked news. And uh, Roadhouse was a good movie. Patrick Swayze sucks, and he wasn't the reason oh, it was God. good. Brian Bosworth is a bigger badass. But anyway. I don't care. Even though he's a horrible actor. I don't fucking care. And he shouldn't be in any more movies. I don't care. I just happen to like Stone Cold. But he shouldn't be in any more <laughs> movies. He's bad for movies. <laughs> but anyway, love you guys. Peace. See you guys later. Bye. Hi guys. I have some fun on here. Is that a It's going in her ass. You're gonna have to burn it afterwards anyway. I'm gonna suck your fucking dick. <laughs>